0: Hello and good day, it's your friend Chase. I want to welcome you to another episode. of The Chase Jarvis Live Show here, a micro show today, and specifically diving into 10 things that I've learned the hard way that every creator, every photographer, designer, entrepreneur, every creative person should know. 10 things. Thing one, experts are not the answer. All of the blogs, the teachers, mentors, all the seminars, the online courses that you watch, they aren't the answer. They're not there to tell you exactly what you need to know. And we lose this. We lose perspective on this all the time. If these resources are good, then they actually are there to give you ideas, guidelines, some bumpers, maybe some rules to learn and then subsequently break. This isn't about the expert. This isn't about uh, taking exactly what one artist or one instructor or one mentor did and apply it exactly to your life. It's not about the expert. It's about you in any creative pursuit, especially what's going on inside of you. That's where the answers can be found. So I have a little phrase. You should hear what experts say, but don't always listen to them. That's thing one. Thing two, clients can't tell you what they need. Now, this is uh, going to be an affront to some people who are developing products for um. You know for their company they're building digital assets say and you've heard lots of times go talk to clients find out what they need but true innovators true artists can take that information and then actually decide to do something different when you think about it clients whether you're in the service business or in case you're building a product like i shared they hire you or they buy your product because they have a problem and you have a solution or they're coming to you if you're a service provider to solve this problem for them they may need some great visual representation of something if you're a photographer they need a solution to a particular you know digital problem if they're building something and you've got a product to solve the the challenges that they're up against mostly clients think that they know the best way to solve a problem but if they did know the best way to solve a problem, they would have probably solved it by now. So they don't really know. This is why they hire you. Now, I'm not saying ignore suggestions. I'm not saying ignore client feedback or you know the market surveys that you do. You often, if not always, need to take these suggestions to heart because they definitely know their brand, their product, their vision, their needs. So it doesn't hurt to at first make an attempt to solve a problem through that lens, the lens that they give you. But know that that is a draft. That is a V1. Your job as the creator, as the entrepreneur is to go nuts with your own vision while incorporating some of the information you get from these clients. It's your job to add value, to solve the problem elegantly, to show them something they didn't expect. You've heard the Henry Ford of you know, if, if he listened to clients, then he would have made a faster horse instead of making the car. If you are a photographer, don't be a monkey with a finger. If you are an entrepreneur, do not be a copycat and just make something 1% better than something that's already out there. Remember instead why you got hired, why you started the company that you started, why. You are the badass. You are the one who has been tasked to solve the problem before you, doing it in an interesting, rich, dynamic way that adds value to ideas that are already out there in the marketplace, that that's actually your job. The way that I like to think about this is if you're good enough to start the company, if you're good enough to make progress against your goals, if you're good enough to get you know, hired or selected for the job as a designer or photographer, you should be good enough to drive the vision, to build the thing that needs building, to solve the problem. That's thing too. Remember, clients can't tell you what they need. Number three, don't just aim for better, aim for different. Now, this is a corollary to number two, right? If you're aiming for something that is 1% better and not looking at the problem through a solution that could be different than something that already exists, I think you're going about it the wrong way. It's funny kind of how related better and different are, right? If you aim for better, that usually means that you're actually walking in the footsteps that someone else has just trod. There'll be someone better than you, someone who's making those footsteps you're following. However, if you target being different, as in attempting to think in new ways, to create new things, to solve the problem in a new and novel way, that is more akin to blazing your own trail. And in blazing your own trail and making your own footprints, I believe through experience that you're more likely to find yourself being better without even trying the very act of trying to solve problems in new and novel ways to look at a solution in a way that other people may not have looked at it before that actually, manifest manifests, it helps support, it builds better. It builds the better you. Better then all of a sudden becomes easy. It becomes a default, the de facto mode, because you're focused on a different approach. You're focused on different. I'm not necessarily advocating different just for difference sake, right? That to me is a bit of a trap. They're going left, therefore I'm going right. But I do think that when zoomed out, the concept of thinking differently. I mean, you remember that Apple slogan, right? Think different. The very act of putting the concept of a different solution into the equation that you're solving for will make you better. Don't aim for better. Aim for better plus different. Number four, big challenges create the best work. If you are in a service business, as, as I've shared before, if you get assignments from clients that are pushing your vision and your skills, then that is awesome. Kudos to you. This is the right kind of work to aim to capture, right? Keep getting those assignments. Keep signing up those types of clients. But if you're not getting these assignments, if you're not getting these clients, I think it's time to reevaluate. One of the best ways that I've seen if you, reevaluate your work understand you're not getting the kind of work that is challenging to you if you can do this work on autopilot you're doing it wrong if you realize that you need to go beyond where your current workflow what's what's coming to you then there's nothing better than self assigning this challenging work that you should be seeking right give yourself ridiculous deadlines give yourself bigger challenges Self-assign work, build a product as a prototype that will help you sharpen your skills. You do your best work when there is a challenge that is clearly present. Something that is, is 10 feet taller, uh, 100 times more difficult, whatever the analogy is. Something that's bigger than you think you can handle. This is where true artists, true entrepreneurs are made. It's in the challenge. If you're not getting these challenges, create them for yourself. That is a must. And that, again, is number four. Big challenges create the best work. Number five, aesthetic sensibilities actually matter. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone round and round with designers building products. Now, I'm. I'm this is... I'm going to give some facts here. They may come off a, a little. Uh, it may rub you the wrong way, but I've only built a few products in my life, right? I built an iPhone app. That app went on to be the app of the year in the Apple App Store ecosystem. It was a while ago, no doubt, but that was a product that I built. Creative Live went on to make hundreds of millions of dollars, have tens of millions of customers, and. Again, that was a product that I built. I did a shoe for K-Swiss as an example. That shoe sold out. There's other examples. My point is that I have in each of these situations sat down across from you know, one of my co-conspirators, collaborators, because let's be real, all of these things take a team. But in each of these instances, I was at one point or another encouraged to dumb it down to make it worse, just to get it done. Now, of course, there's a balance here, but the point that I'm trying to make is the art part of these solutions, choosing the fabric for the shoe, the design of the shoe, the profile, choosing how large the buttons are, where they were placed, when you're making an app, you know, on on a phone, all these little aesthetic decisions, they actually matter. And the same is true as a photographer, a designer, any of these things that are, again, service businesses. It's To me, this is just wacky. You got to go figure, right? I am so often surprised at how much this is overlooked. Again, the person sitting next to me, adjacent to me, across the table from me said, ah, it doesn't matter. Let's get this out in the marketplace and run a test and do it. I get it. But if you're running a test on a piece of garbage, you're going to get a false negative. People are going to likely not like the product for a myriad of reasons, many of which are because you haven't you know, applied good taste, aesthetic sensibilities. I've gone round and round so many times about the qualities that good taste represents. As I said, I'm constantly surprised at how much this is overlooked. You actually have to, this is your job as a creator in any capacity is to develop An understanding of design, of color, if you're a photographer, of light and composition, if you're a designer, of of weight, of balance. Just to say, I know a picture when I like it is not gonna get you anywhere as a photographer. You need to know, for your own sake, as well as the sake of your clients, of your co-conspirators, your partners, who will ask you, why is this good? Why is this one better than that one? And if you do not have a vocabulary to be able to explain it, if you do not have an opinion, an aesthetic sensibility, then you will not be able to explain these things. And if you cannot explain these things, you will have a difficult time getting them to market, putting them into the work that you want to put out in the world. If you're a creator and you need to talk to a client and you can't say why one thing is better than another, why you think this is the better solution, then you will not get the job. Or if you do get the job, you won't get to explain why your photos are worth getting hired again by the same client in the next time that that job comes around. Trust me on this one. Developing a sense of taste is incredibly valuable. Now, a logical question is how do you do this? You do this by spending time with this sort of material, by reading critiques, by involving yourselves in communities where people are discussing this. If you went to art school, you remember critiques, right? You remember people pinning your work to the wall and discussing it openly. This is how you develop a vocabulary. This is how you learn to understand what other smart, creative, intelligent people think and be able to modify that information, adapt it, and then apply it to future versions of whatever it is you're thinking about. This is one way of learning. Now, I have lots of podcasts on learning. The point here, and to reemphasize number five, aesthetic sensibilities, taste, if you will, actually matters. Number six, simple. Simple is great. Almost every product that I see, or if I'm, for example, evaluating an investment, if I'm judging a photo contest or design contest, almost all of these products, whether they're photos, films, videos, digital products, the ones that are bad usually are bad because there is much too much information. That's right, they try and solve too many problems. You know, outside of the technical basics, the number one reason that most photos fail is because there's no clear subject, right? There's too much going on there, you're not making a statement, it's not clear that this photo is about a thing, it's about what is the subject here. Or if you're solving a problem with technology, what problem are you solving? And are you solving it incredibly well, like a laser beam rather than a shotgun? This is so often the case with design, with film, with fashion, you name it. Simple is good. Remove clutter, remove distraction, tell one story, and tell it well. Number seven in our list of 10, make mistakes, learn quickly. I have been on about this for a decade. Simply put, you've got to be able to learn from your mistakes, right? Avoiding failure is not the goal. The goal is to make mistakes, however, and recover quickly. That goes for basically every element, whether this is, again, photography or your design, a business vision, a product you're making, you name it. If you're not willing to make mistakes, you're gonna be paralyzed with inaction. You'll be moving too slowly, you won't be innovating, all this stuff, this is the devil, right? Get out there, do stuff, make mistakes, trip, stumble, recover quickly. If it works, do more of it. If it doesn't work, change and change it quickly. Number seven was make mistakes, learn quickly. Number eight, value is much different from price. I always advocate that entrepreneurs, that creators do not compete on price alone. This is like suicide to me. This a certain death in any creative field. Focusing on delivering value instead, however, is where it's at, and then pricing yourself accordingly. If this is new news to you, there's a lot of work that you need to put in. You need to be pricing based on the value you create and or deliver, not necessarily and not exclusively on price alone. If you deliver great value with your products, if you deliver great value with your pictures. If the website that you built solves a very important problem for the client, maybe even you know get better than expected results, better than someone else likely could do it. It's your job to learn how to package that and let people know that that's the kind of work that you do. You need to be able to illustrate that through The solutions that you provide, whatever those means may be, that you are expensive because of the value you deliver and for no other reason. Remember that value comes in many forms. Understand the problem that you're trying to solve for, the solution that you're providing for your client or customer. Value comes in lots of forms. Understand that value and charge accordingly. That's number eight. Number nine, A-gamers work with A-gamers. If this phrase is new to you, I want you to buckle up, right? It might be a shock to your system. If you're good at what you do, then you either already work or seek to work with other people who also kick ass. These are your colleagues at work. These are co-conspirators. If you're a, a freelancer, your goal, if you are an A player, is to work with other awesome people. If you suck... Or if you are trying to stand out for some reason other than adding value or creating interesting things in the world, you probably put yourself around sucky people just so you can feel better about yourself. Now, this is harsh. This is meant to be directed at someone who has told themselves a lie, a lie that was originally sold to them by some sucker who got you to believe that working with people who were less qualified or less savvy or less interesting or less dynamic than you were was the right call because it made you feel better about yourself that is malarkey horse (laughs) doo-doo what i know about other people who are the best in any category is that they seek to be around other awesome people to be around other people who challenge them who ignite them who help them see a new and better path always right this is true whether you're artists Uh, If you're a producer, if you're a client, if you're a partner, all these different attributes of the creative process, wherever you are, always seek to be working with people who are at your level or better. Shoot high, shoot for better than where you're at today. A gamers work with A gamers. Ironically, B gamers, they work with C gamers or D gamers. Know where you are in the spectrum, shift your mindset if it needs a shift and get back to work looking for great people to work with. Number 10, and the last one for today on today's micro show, is real artists create. Do you just sit around and think of stuff you could create? Think of stuff to photograph or to design? Think of products to build? Think of things that you want to ship, but you never actually, you know, ship anything? Got to call you out. You're a poser. Let's try a new approach. If that, if that stung, that little phrase right there, try a new approach. Try actually making stuff. Maybe what comes out of your studio isn't perfect. Maybe that idea that's in your brain, you don't get it right on V1, but real artists make stuff. There should always be stuff leaving your studio, leaving your inbox, leaving your lab and hitting the clients, the pages on the web, the billboards, the galleries, hitting the street, hitting the App store, I don't care what it is. There should be stuff leaving your possession and going out into the world. If you are for real, if you are who you say you are, what you say you are, then you should be pumping out work on the regular. There you go. Now my recommendation is don't just read this list, know this list, live this list. Number one, experts aren't the answer. You are the answer. Number two, clients can't tell you what they need. That is something that you should be great at. Don't aim just for better. Aim for better plus different. Number four, big challenges create great work. If you're shying away from them, try digging in. Try doubling down. Number five, taste actually matters. Develop your taste. Number six, simple is good. Most things fail because they are too complex. How can you simplify, whether that's a photograph or a product? Make it simpler and it will be better. Number seven, make mistakes Learn quickly, it's not about avoiding mistakes, it's about being able to recover from them quickly. The way you do that, that is a muscle, the way you do that is by making it a habit. Yes, make failure a habit because you will get good at responding. Number eight, value is different than price. You should be charging based on value, not only on what the market says. Other products are priced at, therefore you should fill in the blank. Number nine, A-gamers work with A-gamers. If you're a B-gamer, you're probably looking to work with C-gamers. Make yourself an A-gamer, put yourself around other A-gamers. Number 10, real artists create. Are you making stuff and putting it out in the world? If you're not, do a gut check. All right. As I wrap up today's micro show, this list was unabashedly and profoundly inspired by a friend of mine, Guy Kawasaki's article that he wrote, What I Learned from Steve Jobs. It helped me through that lens. I was able to think about, I would say, lessons that I had learned. And I have learned and continue to learn. Now, I talk about these things in the show like they are eternal truths that I've known forever. It's not. I, just like you, have struggled to learn a lot of this material. I've learned it over time. I've learned it through trial and error. But these things I know to be true, which is why I'm putting them in a show with my voice, my signature on them. I believe them deeply. Don't just listen to this list. Know this list. Make some notes. See how you can change the way that you show up in the world to make these more true for yourself. And by goodness, have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community, all that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing this show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together.